Hello, you are listening to More to the Story, a podcast for those who enjoy diving deeper into the Bible. I am your host, James Jones. Hello and welcome to another episode of More to the Story. Thank you for joining me today and thank you for all of the likes, the um, the subscribes, the downloads, the ratings. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Our family is growing here on More to the Story and it, it's, it's amazing and we've been having a lot of fun with it. But I am glad to be able to get on here for a moment to... Uh, record this episode really quickly. I don't know how long I'll be on here. This is the third week in a row that uh, I am recording this on a Sunday night <clears throat> because I publish on Monday mornings and I preach twice on Sundays. And so Monday nights I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I come home and the last, this is my third Sunday in a row getting on here and recording an episode. And so, um, I enjoy it. I really do. I enjoy getting on here and being able to talk about the Bible. Like like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, um, in episode number one, that was one of the main reasons for starting it. I love talking about the Bible. I love talking about the Word. And so to have this opportunity to, uh, this outlet, to have this outlet to talk about the Bible is great. But yeah, we had a tremendous church today um, at both campuses. God's moving in our area and uh, I hope that God is doing the same for you. I trust that revival is not only here, but revival is there, wherever you are. I am working on getting the interview set up that I've been trying to get set up for a while now. It's just been difficult to get a time together um, with the participants, with the the, peop- the guys that I'm going to be interviewing. Hopefully I can get that set up soon so we can get that episode recorded, edited, and published. It's going to be great. I, I am excited about this interview. If we can ever get it together and um, be able to find time to do it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great podcast, and you guys will love it. But uh, I've said this before. We do have a Facebook page now, so if you would like to uh, visit us on our Facebook page of More to the Story with James Jones, you can my podcast episodes are on there, so you can listen. Also, you can like and um, share them for your Facebook family, for your Facebook friends, and comment on the on the episodes there, and we can have conversation. We can talk to one another, but I'm going to go ahead and get into this, and I'm not going to read a passage to start this off like sometimes I do, but the story that I'm going to be talking about today does have a passage, and if you would like to go read it, it is Second Chronicles chapter 25, verse 1. You can read the majority of that chapter. Um, I think it's 1 through 15. That's the uh, biggest part of the story that I want to be talking about today. So if you'd like to go read that after this episode, please do. It's, it's, it's a great read. It's an amazing story. But I am not going to read it. I'm just going to jump right into the story. I promise you that I'm not lying or making this up, but this is a Bible story that we are going to be getting this principle out of today. I'd like to title this episode, A Piece of Your Heart, A Piece of Your Heart. So let's talk. Um, Amaziah was a king. 
in the Old Testament. Second Chronicles 25 tells the story. But he was a young man. He grew up as a prince. His dad's name was Joash. And Joash was the king of Judah. And Joash was king for 40 years. And then he was killed. And uh, this young 25-year-old boy named Amaziah, he stepped up to become king in place of his dad. And this is in Second Chronicles 25, if you'd like to read the story. But immediately we see a problem with Amaziah. Because verse 1 of the chapter says that Amaziah becomes the king. And then verse 2 says that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not with a whole heart. And that's kind of the crux of what I want to be talking about today. Verse 2 says that Amaziah uh, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not with a whole heart. I think the KJV says a perfect heart, but he does not do it with a whole heart, which, which may be okay, right? I mean, he's still trying to keep the laws of God, and, and, and he's trying to do the right thing. So it can't be that bad if there is maybe a small portion of his heart that's not in it. And we're going to talk about that. I mean, really, it's not entirely his fault. Because his dad, Joash, if you read his story, which would be the chapter right before uh, chapter 25, he did not serve God with his whole heart. And his dad, Joash, didn't listen to everything God and the prophets were saying. And his dad, Joash, did it his own way <clears throat> instead of God's way. And that is why God had the servants of Joash kill their king. And so what do you expect from his son? Amaziah didn't give God everything because his dad didn't give God everything. But maybe he can make it work. Maybe Amaziah can do all right because at least he's trying to do the right thing. He is doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord, just not with a perfect heart, not with a whole heart. And, and for a while, that seems true because Amaziah doesn't do too bad in his story. In fact, he starts off pretty good. His first order of business as king was to kill the servants that had killed his dad, Joash. But he did not put their children to death because the law of Moses said that, that the fathers shouldn't die for the crimes of their children <clears throat> and the children shouldn't die for the crimes that their parents committed. And so... Amaziah is doing a good job. He is keeping the law of Moses. He is respecting the laws of God. And, and, and this is good. So, so maybe Amaziah doesn't need to put his whole heart into this. Maybe Amaziah can just give God a piece of his heart and still be able to live right. And the good doesn't stop there. But Amaziah assembles the men of Judah, and they are on their way to fight a battle with the enemy. And the nation of Israel joins them, and they are going to come and help the nation of Judah in this battle. But a man of God comes to Amaziah and says, Don't let the army of Israel go with you, because the Lord is not with Israel, but go by yourselves, and God will cast down the enemy. And Amaziah the king of Judah, he listens to the voice of his prophet, his preacher, and he sends them home saying, God is with us. We don't need your help. And, and so Amaziah is doing very good. 
considering the fact that he isn't giving his whole heart to God. So maybe Amaziah has found a way to make it work. This 25-year-old man that has just become king, his dad was his dad did not do what was right in the eyes of God, and he was killed because of it. But Amaziah seems to be doing pretty good, but not with a whole heart. The army goes, and they battle this enemy, and they win. They win a major victory, and they kill 20,000 of the enemy. This is a huge victory. Amaziah is winning against all odds, the man that keeps God's commandments to an extent but doesn't give all of himself, he wins. He, he gets this huge victory. And this is confusing. Why is he winning? Why would he listen to the voice of his preacher and the voice of God? Why would he, why would he do all of that when he isn't giving God his whole heart? What is it that is making him do this? Amaziah is succeeding with only a piece of your heart. And, and, and that confuses, it confused me when I first read the story. It might not you. But when I first read the story, I thought to myself, why is Amaziah doing so good as a king when he's not giving God his whole heart? After the victory, things start to turn in the other direction. Because you can do good for a while, but, but the longer you keep your heart divided, the more it shows. Let me say this. You can only go so far with a piece of your heart until your passion runs out. And the things of God that once brought you joy now irritate you. And the church services that you once loved now becomes a heavy burden. The things of God that were so important to you at one point now become optional, all because you're only given a piece of your heart. And this is where things start to turn bad for Amaziah. Amaziah up until this point is doing very well. But the Bible says that after the victory, the, the victory that God made possible because God fought for Amaziah and they won the battle, but Amaziah brings home the false gods of the Edomites that they had killed and and he sets them up as his gods and he worships them and, ma and makes offerings to them. It's interesting to note that, that Amaziah did good until his first big victory. His lack of commitment was not evident until after his first big victory. Because if you only give God a peace, then you will never be able to handle the big things that God has for you. If your heart hasn't been surrendered, you will never be able to handle the victories that God will give you. You may do good during the small and routine, but the moment you get your big break, you will let go of everything that you once held on to. Amaziah is a picture of that. He did so good with only a piece of his heart. He kept the laws of God. He did what was right in the eyes of God, but not with a whole heart, not with a perfect heart. And he did good in the small things until his first big victory and he let it all go. That's why you see people get blessed 
by God with a job or a vehicle or something else, and they soon after backslide. Because when your heart isn't surrendered, you cannot handle the big things that God wants to do in your life. I've seen people with my own eyes that can live for God great when they're homeless or when they're down on their luck or when they are struggling, when they are in need. But when God blesses them with a place or God blesses them with a good job or God blesses them with a home or, 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 or God does something great for them, you stop seeing them at church. You don't, you no longer see them at the worship service. Why? Because their first big break, their first big victory is exposing the fact that even though they were doing what was right and they were doing good, they were doing it without all of their heart. They, they, ha- they were only giving a piece of their heart. When God gives us a victory, we've got to think, we've got we've to use this mindset. When God gives you a victory, you must stop and establish in your mind this one thing. God defeated this enemy and not me. Right. God defeated this enemy and not me. God gave me this job. God blessed me with this car. God blessed me with this home. I didn't do this. I didn't get this because I was good. I got this because God is good. So what does that mean? Even when I do get blessed with a car, with a home or a job or whatever else it may be, I'm going to keep worshiping God. I'm going to keep going to church because it was God that gave me this victory. But Amaziah, Amaziah didn't feel that way. Amaziah thought the victory came from himself and that he was entitled to keep the spoils. And so he brings home the gods of the Edomites and he sets them up and he worships them. But, but something that amazes me is this. Amaziah is worshiping defeated gods. Amaziah's God fought for him. They, they, they defeated the Edomites and the gods of the Edomites. And then Amaziah turns around and takes the gods that just got defeated and brings them home and worships them. He is worshiping defeated gods that, 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 that he just got victory over. And that amazes me. Anytime we worship anything else than God, we are worshiping a lesser object. We are worshiping a lesser, uh, we are worshiping a lesser thing. Jesus is the greatest thing going. Jesus is the one and only. There is no God like my Jesus. But Amaziah, there, there is something about the Edomite gods that attracted him, and he brought him home. He forgets about the God that just gave him victory, and he brings home the gods that he just defeated because he, only, he, he never gave God his heart. And I'll say this. We cannot last in this fight if we only give a piece of our heart. Amaziah was able to fool everybody for a while, but it caught up with him. You will not be able to make it to the end without giving all of your heart. Your heart is important. Uh, Proverbs 4 and 23, I think it is, says, uh, Keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the, flow the springs of life. I think that's a different translation. But, but keep your heart with all diligence, for from it uh, flow the springs of life. The heart is so important to the body because the heart is what keeps the blood moving. 
And with each beat of your heart, it's, it, it's, it's pumping blood throughout your body, bringing oxygen and life to the other organs of your body. And if your heart stops working, the blood stops moving. And if, you're, if your whole heart isn't working, the rest of the body suffers. If you don't give God all of your heart, every other area of your life will suffer. Your marriage will suffer. Your finances will suffer. Your children will suffer. All of it will suffer because, because you're only giving a piece of your heart. You're stopping the blood flow. The thing that's bringing oxygen and life to every other organ and area of your body and of your life is your heart. And if you don't give it all to God, if you only give him a piece, you are limiting what God can do in your life. Jeremiah 29 and 12 says this, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. God said, you can seek me and find me, but only when you seek me with all your heart. I want to find God. I want to find God. I want to see him high and lifted up. I want to be closer to him. But I can never find him unless I seek after him with all of my heart. I will never find God with just a piece of my heart. You see, our soul's greatest desire is to find God. Everybody on this planet is searching for, for uh, something higher than them. The scientist is, is searching for higher knowledge. The athlete is searching for a higher performance. The philosopher is searching for a higher revelation because everybody has a soul that's looking for God. Whether their minds know it or not, their soul is searching for that higher power that's given them life. And, and there is a higher power. We know his name and we are searching for him. But God said the only way to find him is if we search with all of our heart, all of our heart. We cannot find him on just a piece. We cannot find him if we are holding anything back. If we are going to find God, find Jesus, we must be willing to lay it all on the table to give all away to God. We cannot find him until we start uh, seeking him with all of our heart, not just a piece. Amaziah did so good with just a piece, amen, and, and until God blessed him with the victory and then it exposed him. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 through 6 says this, Hebrew uh, Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Get that. These words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Jesus repeated it in the New Testament whenever uh, uh, somebody came to him asking, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, the greatest commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. 
and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your might. That is what the greatest commandment was according to Jesus. And, and we quote Deuteronomy 6 and 4 because that's that, that, sh- that we're oneness and we believe in one God. But, but you can't quote verse 4 without quoting verse 5. It's all one phrase. It's all one sentence. Hero is the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Not just a piece or a portion. You see, oneness, oneness is more than just believing that God is only one. Oneness is making sure God is your only one. You cannot be truly oneness and have your heart divided. You can't worship God and money. You can't worship God and success. You can't worship God and education. You can't worship God and be, he's got to be your only one. The, uh, you can't, God said you've got to love me with all your heart, all your soul. In all your might. He's got to be your only one. We talked last week about one. But and then he ends the verse with this. That these words are on your heart. These words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Do you know that the words of God are written on your heart? That God writes his words on your heart. That's why David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. David said, I've taken the words of God and I've put them in my heart. And because I've done that, I am able to, uh, I am able to fight against sin and temptation. I am able to uh, not sin against God because of the words that are written in my heart. Did you know that's how we fight sin with the word of God? When Jesus fought the devil in the wilderness three times, he told the devil, it is written this, it is written this, it is written this. Because Jesus is telling his people there is power in the word of God, the written and spoken word. And guess where it's written? On your heart. God said these words are on your heart. I'm ending it with this. A piece of your heart. If you was to take a piece of notebook paper and um, if you was wanting to write down your favorite scriptures, but you only took a piece, a small corner off of that notebook paper and you tried to write in all of your favorite verses, you may be able to get four <clears throat> scriptures, maybe five if you write really small. Because when you only have a piece to write on, you are very limited as to what you may write. Okay, and then the and then Hebrews twelve says, "Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, an author as in somebody who writes." Did you know that Jesus can write your story? Did you know that Jesus can be the author of your story? But how much can Jesus write if we only give him a piece? Because Jesus isn't writing on notebook paper, he's writing on your heart. But if he only has a piece of your heart, he is limited to how much he can write. He is limited by what he he is limited as to what he can do for your life, the story that he can make. Did you know that Jesus can can write a beautiful story for your life? But how can he do it if you only give him the corner of the paper?
How can he do it if you only give him a chapter of your book? How is he going to be able to write something beautiful if, if you only give him one chapter of your life and you say, God, you can write here, but, but stay out of the other chapters of my life. Don't go to this chapter. Don't look at that chapter. Don't touch that chapter. How is Jesus going to write a beautiful story with just a piece? So we have two options here. Our lives are a book. Our heart, our, our lives are a book. And we can either give that book to God and let him write something beautiful. Or we can give him a page. We can give him a chapter. We can give him a piece. And then we can take the pen and write the rest of our story. But I promise you, you're going to mess it up. I've tried it before. I'm sure all of us have tried at some point to write our own story, to take the pen into our own hands and and try to write our own story. And we mess it up. Right. We mess things up and and God's got to come back and fix it. But what if instead of just giving a piece, what if we give him the whole book? What if we tell God, everything in my life I give to you. I give you my heart, my soul, my mind, my family, my finances, my marriage. I place it all in your hands. God, I'm not just giving you a piece. I'm giving you everything. I want you to write my story from start to finish. I want you. I want your words to be written on my heart. All that I am. I give to you. You cannot make it with just a piece of your heart. You're limiting God as to what he can do for you. Amaziah, you can succeed in your kingship if you'll live for God with all of your heart. But he didn't. He tried to do good. But it's not enough to just try to do good. You've got to surrender your heart to God. You've got to surrender your heart to God. That is the only way we're going to be able to endure until the end is if we keep the pen in Jesus' hands. We won't be able to make it to the end of our story if we don't leave the pen in God's hands. Give him your heart. Give him your heart. That's what I had to say today. I I apologize. I, I know it wasn't much, but that's what I had to say today. So thank you for joining me. Um... Hopefully we can have an interview for you guys soon. But once again, continue to like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Share our videos. Um, Thank you so much. May God bless you. Thank you for listening. I encourage you to subscribe and leave a rating. Hope to see you again next week.